Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 205 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving the episode a listen. In this episode, I'll be sitting down with Donnie Hess from the Donnie Disposal podcast, and Donnie's going to tell us why the Swans will win the grand final this weekend. Now, don't forget, if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out in an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Shoot me a note over on Facebook. You can drop me a note on Twitter at yank underscore on. Or if you head over to my website, you can leave me a message there as well, and that will pop right into my email. Love being able to highlight the uh, local clubs and uh, learn the geography of the game as well. Now, again, if you've not had a chance to listen to uh, episode 186, uh, doing a little project with my mom, I do hope you'll go back and uh, – uh, for her 80th birthday. Hope you go back and check out the second half of that episode. Um, it's a fun little project we're doing in terms of trying to get uh, birthday cards uh, to her for her 80th birthday where people uh, tell her about or send a photograph of what makes them happy. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by TV, And TV is run by Kim Harris, or as we call him here in North America, Mickaussie. And uh, just got a note from Mick a couple of moments ago on Twitter, as a matter of fact. Mick spent the last two decades running his sports comedy channel talking about the NFL, of course the AFL, which is first, his first love, and the Canadian Football League, and uh, predominantly his Edmonton Elks, big Elks supporter there. In fact, he's doing some work with them right now as well. He was a very solid footy player in his own right in South Australia. Now, the club of the episode are the Des Moines Roosters of the USAFL. Now, this is, in fact, the club that my guest, Donnie Hess, coaches. And the Roosters have been part of the USAFL since 2010, and in their most recent contest, they knocked off the Minnesota Freeze. And the Minnesota Freeze uh, was a club that one of my previous guests, Tony Davis, was involved with as well for quite a few years. A few of their players represented the USAFL in a tournament recently up in Canada, in Ontario. And on Friday, the club's going to be hosting their watch party beginning at 11 p.m. Central Time, and that's going to be held at the Red Monk, which is at 210 4th Street on the second floor. And from what I read about the Red Monk, it looks like a great place to watch the grand final. Hey, Roosters, have a great time at Nationals coming up next month, and I hope your watch party goes fantastically well. And again, Mick, thanks for sponsoring the uh, club of the episode. Now, folks, remember you can find everything about the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list, which I hope you'll consider doing. You can also... Uh, Sign up to be a guest, if you, or if you know somebody who would be a great guest, leave me a message there as well. I plan on conducting interviews all through the offseason as we uh, head into 2023. So if you've got a great idea there, that would be fantastic. And also, if you enjoy the podcast, it would be a huge help if you could leave a review. If you enjoy what you're uh, seeing and what you're hearing on the show, that would be a huge help. So let's go ahead and dump, jump, jump. Yeah, let's try that again. Let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Donnie Hess. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to welcome back a, a great friend of the podcast. Uh, he's been a guest a couple of times for my Swans previews back in episodes 80 and 147. He hosts Donnie's Disposals as part of Fourth and Long Radio. And in his spare time, when he's got nothing else going on, he also uh, coaches the Des Moines Roosters of the USAFL. And I'd like to welcome Donnie Hess back. Donnie, how you doing, man? Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig. Uh, let's just safe to say I, I, I <laughs> this weekend has has been a, a footy fest for me. Not only did, did my swans try to test my 
my ticker's ability uh, with that scintillating one point win over the pies, but I also have the, the the women's competition that I keep an eye on. And then my team, actually, the DeRoosters, played this weekend and got a big win over Minnesota. So okay. sorry to the Freeze fans that may be listening to this. We got a nice little nice little win over the weekend. So it's, it's been a footy festival this weekend, but nothing can nothing can change my mind that this this week is going to be long and it's going to be hard because uh your cats and my swans grand final cannot yes. wait yes and i i did not have at the outset either one of those teams playing in the grand final i think i, I know i had tipped the bulldogs to win it this year mm-hmm. and uh and i th- i think i had them beating the the d's this year again i think i had a repeat but i think i had a meeting the d's this year um I mean, I got the cats pick sixth on the ladder. I was, I, I thought that their slide down was going to begin this year with the, the slightly older list. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, well, they, they, they hung around for one more year and they, they started, you know, getting some young kids involved and we'll see, we'll see how that plays out for you. Uh, it's, it's been oh, very interesting. It's been very interesting because I think both both your club and my club have kind of had a little bit of a Renaissance because if you, if you look at the cats last year, and then you would have told us 12 months ago that the cats would have been playing the type of footy that they play now. Like we would have thought you were nuts. We would have right, thought, right. what drugs are you on? Because the cats were always the kick mark, slow play mm-hmm. that play the Be methodical, the percentages type of team. Very, yeah, exactly. Very methodical type of footy. And this year they have been helter skelter at times that I, it's, it's almost been fascinating to watch. And then it's almost been the same thing with the Swans over the last three years is because, I mean, I think we all remember Demma Hardwick's absolute sledge to Longmire and the Swans in 2020 when they, this is, this is boring footy. Nobody wants to watch this. Well, that was the Swan style for the longest time is they played really good defense. They slingshot off the back and they just, they dared you to beat them. And they were just good enough that they they could edge out games. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating to see both these teams in the finals playing a style of footy that is very different than they had previous seasons. So uh, this grand final could have fireworks. I think it could be high scoring. I think this could be absolutely electric. I I'm hoping 90,000 more at at the G this week. I think it's going to be absolutely lit. No, I, I, I have to be honest. I, you know, I, I, cause I had tipped, uh, I tipped Brisbane to, to, to to win against Melbourne, and I tipped uh, the Swans to, to get there as well because I, I I was going from it from the the geographical aspect because I was thinking let's get all the Victorian sides out you know let's get, give the give the Cats a chance to have something that resembles an actual home final there because I was I was lamenting them having to go up against you know the the, the rabid uh, Collingwood supporters yet again on their on their home turf for this you know to I get it you know the grand final I t- certainly get it and it's you know as I, I've stated many times, you know, the whole, you know, home state game is the one thing that the one thing is an American fan. I just have a hard time wrapping my head around, you know, that the, the team that, you know, finished the top didn't actually get to play a game at their own place. Now this year I get it. So, and I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to d- belay that, but we were talking off air beforehand uh, about the game being played here in the U S on American television. And for those of you that don't know in Australia, um, we actually have ha- had all the finals games on television this year, uh, which is, you know, uh, which is great, but they switched, I don't know what they switched to, 
but it's usually 20 year old UFC highlights, World Series of Poker, Cornhole, as you mentioned. Americans watching it on, on TV here in the US did not see about the last minute and a half of the game. That was, <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember I was, I was, I, I'm always on Twitter and most Swans fans know me. I'm, I'm, I talk quarter time, three quarter uh-huh. time, full time, and, and I'm constantly back and forth with many of them. And I remember right around, I remember right around the final siren looking, I was just, and I, 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 my hands were shaking so much because of the way that game ended. It was absolutely nuts. But I remember seeing the, the, the boys out of California, the, the Americans watching footy guys and the vitriol of, of, of how they responded to the, the change. And, and I, and I 100% agree. Like I, I do not begrudge them at all. Mm-hmm. It just frustrates me because you, myself, them, I know Rosanna and, and, and the Steve's and the Don on YouTube, there are Americans that are trying to help spread this game. The USAFL as well. Brian Barrish done, right, does right. yeoman's work. I, I I can't thank him enough for everything he does. Have, with having, been well. a yo- having been a yeoman when I was in the Navy, mm-hmm. I know that reference and you're spot on correct. <laughs> but but the, but the thing though that's frustrating is, is this, this really hurts because this was a great game. This was a great game to have on television. And I think, I think you and you and I see it all the time uh, of random Americans or even English people that see Mm -hmm. this on television. And they're like, Oh my God, this game is amazing. Why have I not seen it? Right. Right. And you just, you just look and you go, as you've stated so many times in your podcast, we could just get 1% of the American population onto this. That's over 3 million people. So it's, it is one of those where you just you bang your head against the wall because it's like you take three steps forward getting these podcasts i mean sen's talking to one of the ladies from the centennial tigers myself i'm i'm trying all i can to get interviews with aflw players journos i recently had a had an awesome chat with jude bolton who does the rush hour in melbourne and does channel sevens uh, sometimes the boundary for those broadcasts mm-hmm. and to see their excitement when you're like i'm an american I watch footy. I love footy and I'm crazy. I'm up at four in the morning watching the game. They get so excited. Like they lose their minds over it. And I love that because it it shows that they have a passion for the sport, just like we do. So when you lose that game at the worst possible time, especially the way the ending was that Mm -hmm. it came down to that, the, the, the basically rushed behind to keep the swans up by one to win the game yeah yeah. like you you rue that loss because you're like oh my gosh this was this was insane this could have gone on sports center this could have got more eyes on this footy Absolutely. and this happens like fox i understand that you have your time frames that maybe a producer knows that maybe but let it go like i understand that you're trying play the little thing this is on this is tape delayed we're going to join our where it was going to be like do that like stay on for the end of the game like if you're going to be a producer of it make sure you catch the end of the game i mean the other argument is they never play the song now right right it's totally foreign here like we like yeah. the, the the baseball teams they don't sing the song they don't have a song that they yes, do so yes. it is very foreign but play the song yeah i mean it is part of the fabric of footy but you know oh, I, I just i felt horrible something just popped into my head here and I, and I don't know if this is actually the case but i wonder is everything revolving around the programming when the with these overnight games and all the the stuff that they bring out is it all automated is there anybody actually at 
their facility to say, oh shit, exactly. this game is going long. Let's go ahead and hit the pause on this and allow it to continue. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's anybody there. And I, and I, I don't know if we were to reach out to Fox sports, if that's a question that they would even answer. Probably not. Yeah. That's, but it's, it's, <laughs> but, but it's a great thought. It's a great thought. And th- that would make a ton of sense too. Cause you would think, you would think of a producer's actually watching this, that they would go, Oh, this game isn't over. We can't turn away from it. I mean, it's, right. I, I, so I completely agree. It probably was. There's probably just like, well, set that we'll set it for it'll play until this time period and then it'll flip to this it's like it's probably what it was which is even more infuriating because you're like that means you're not you're putting on something and expecting it but you're not going into how big this is i mean this is the winner is in the grand final right i know some australians hate it it's the super bowl Yes. of Aussie rules football. Right. And well, I know that, some Aussies hate that comparison and I don't, we don't mean it in disrespect, no, we, but it just helps us in a explain the magnitude. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is, this is, uh, this is the get, you know, the, the AFC or NFC championship game, if you will, if you want to make mm-hmm. it, the, you exactly. know, the, the uh, you know, the, the first round of the final four in NCAA, whatever euphemism you want to use to try to get the, mm-hmm. the to make the point, but Super Bowl is probably the best one. It's the one that most people are gonna are gonna understand or get. But uh, it's, you know, I guess we could have excused it had it happened during the Cats and Brisbane game. <laughs> they could have cut, oh, cut that off. I think at halftime, and it would have said, oh, well, "You know what? You might find this uh, this twenty seven year old boxing match more exciting." I don't know. And again, no disrespect, Brisbane supporters. I only tipped the Cats to win by, I believe, eight points. I did. I did mm. not see that coming at all. That was one of those. Like I, I went into that game worried that Brisbane caught Brisbane caught Geelong at the worst spot. Like Brisbane had caught Richmond at the right time. Because Brisbane decided to bring Dusty Martin back. I don't think he was fully healthy. I think there was still some iffiness. And I think Brisbane kept being told, like in both games in the finals, Brisbane were told the entire week before going up, there's no way you can win. There's no way you can win. There's no way you can win. Like, think about the coverage of any show that you watch. Did anybody give Richmond a chance? Even I'll raise my hand. I thought Richmond had that one in the bag. I didn't think that was going to be close. Richmond's yeah. Richmond was playing well. Dusty Martin's coming back. Yep. And Brisbane's defense had been horrid yeah. those last few rounds. And then they get that one done. And everybody's like, well, they got, they, they, they got the bounce of the ball. Danaher kicks, Danaher kicks the goal. Richmond has a, has a brain fade by five of their defenders. And, and so they get the win. They won't do it against Melbourne. There's no way Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne just got beat by a good Sydney team. Melbourne, Melbourne will. And then Melbourne does the same thing. They yeah. also come in, they find a way to stuff it up and yeah. Brisbane gets the win. And you note, and then you listen to the media this week. What did they start talking about? And I remember Geelong fans talking about it on online. They're like, well, Geelong, they're not so they're not so good coming on from a bye. They haven't their preliminary finals. They get there. They just can never get it done. Like the the mode, the, the talk amongst media was fascinating for each and every single one of these games. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought this finals was insane how much the media made a big deal. And then most of the time was wrong. If you look at the media, how many people picked Melbourne to beat Sydney? 90% of the media. How many people picked Richmond to beat Brisbane? 90% of the media. How many people thought the Western Bulldogs were probably going to beat Fremantle? Most of the media. I think I took Geelong, on that one, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that one, that one might, that one might be a little bit more Fremantle, but they still they gave yeah, the dogs yeah. a much more of a sniff than I think some people expected. And then Geelong Collingwood, everybody was like Collingwood still they're on fire. They're coming off that big win against Carlton. Geelong's got to play at the MCG. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the talk was fascinating for yeah, each yeah. of these rounds. Well, and I mean, I I as I mentioned to you, I, I tipped I tipped uh, Brisbane, you know purely for selfish reasons you know hoping to you know get get another <laughs> victoria based club out of the finals there to you know give the cats a bit more of a you mm-hmm. know home state advantage there if you will when it came to hopefully getting to the grand final there and and then when danaher goes home and i don't begrudge him at all for that no. by any stretch of the imagination i'm thinking boy i got that pick wrong i didn't think they had a chance at all when he when i heard he was heading home but i'm no, sure I don't, I don't think you were the only one I'm sure there's some essence importers right now. They're thinking now their chances probably improved. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, and then the funniest part about it was, is that was one of the other things that they talked about was, is, is should they even brought Danaher back in? Because you notice that the issues going forward kind of reared their ugly heads in this again, where it's like you have three talls and none of them are really good at pressure. None of them really are great defensively. Right. right. So it did, did, did bringing Danaher back in actually hurt the lions because if you look at the Melbourne game, they had much more pressure on, yeah. on Melbourne than I think they had had in the previous round. I mean, Richmond was, I mean, that was table tennis. I mean, that was insane. Like that was purely who got the ball last. Yeah. So I, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I do want to dive into the grand final, but I want to touch on a couple of other things with you before we do that. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, one, uh, you have really, and we've talked about this off air, um, and I, I kind of made a confession about, you know, the fact that I've not done, been able to do what I want to be doing with regards to the FLW, but you have, you have been a terrific advocate for the comp here, you know, and, and uh, you know, in here in the U.S., and I think you're the, at this point in time, since I'm so wrapped up in everything else I've got going on, I think you're the only person that's really bringing it up here in the U.S., and uh, and it it still doesn't get as much coverage as it should in Australia. And, you know, as I said, I, I feel guilty about not being able to, to, to do what I want to be doing with it because, you know, for me, you know, it was it was great having it during our winter time because I had lots of time to do it then. But mm-hmm. now, you know, it's now it's you know I'm I'm smack dab in the middle of all of my announcing stuff and and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's just it's tough. But you've been doing a great job with promoting the the, the women's game, um, and you've you know I, I you've had a lot of great guests that have been on, and, and I just I applaud you for that for helping to promote this because. Um, I'm, I've been, you know, derelict in my duties with it because there's only so many hours in the day, but you, you have done a great job and, and you should be applauded for that. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see all of the guests that you have had on. And uh, if you're not, if you haven't checked out Donnie's uh, interviews uh, with people involved in the game, I know you had Chloe Malloy on recently. Uh, Steph, Ki- Steph Kiyochi and Alisa yeah. Newman are the two okay. that I've had. I'd, okay, I'd well, love to get Chloe, wrong. like yes. legitimately would love to get That's right, Steph, Chloe yeah. right now. Well, but, I have a, uh, I have a I Chloe think... Malloy sticker on my desk. That's probably where that came from. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem. No, well, Steph was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I, 
to uh, Twitter ends up being one of one of my best one of my best uh, tools when it comes to it. Uh, but she was absolutely lovely, I, a, a fantastic leader. So so great to, to sit down and have a chat with her. And then she connected me with the 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 newest one of the newest Sydney Swans and Alicia Newman. And that conversation was fantastic. Finding out about her indigenous background, and then she actually gave me a preview of uh, the indigenous boots that she was painting. So yeah, I. I I, I do it because as, as I stated to a few people online a couple of times, it's like, I feel that the women, the women's game, as you said, it, it, it does not get the, the, the publication that I think it deserves. I think there's way too many to quote my, to quote my good friend, Brian Barish, too many knuckle dragging men that I think are just a little bit jealous, shall we say of some of the skills of some of these women. So I, 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 I know that, with the change, it has made my weekends uh, quite uh, sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. um, I've like, I know that the, the first round of the, the finals with the qualities and the eliminations, I had 13 games of footy that I had to watch. So it was, <laughs> it was yeah. an adventure. And then it's like, and then, as I said before, it's like my, my weekend this weekend was two preliminary, two preliminary finals. I I'm still in the process of finishing the women's rounds for this week. I've got two games left. So, right, right. so no spoil, no spoilers on that for the last two games, including the Epic game between Brisbane and Melbourne, which I'm looking forward to watching tonight. Um, I just, I love it. I, I, the, the people that I've been able to connect with when it comes to women's footy, I think have been fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, I know, the Chicks Talking Footy podcast out of Melbourne is absolutely fantastic. Those ladies are so awesome to talk with. Um, I found one out of Sydney called the Coat Hanger podcast that I think has been great, um, great connections um, there. I've found journalists that are very, very passionate about AFLW, and I've, I've loved being able to talk with them as well. So I, I do it because I love the game. I do it because I think this it's it's a diff it's a differentiation i mean right, i understand right. you and i understand roseanne and i understand the, the watching the, the watching americans watching footy podcast like it, it's not easy it, it isn't it, it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy and oh, yeah. if you're trying to do a co-host that's in australia you got to get really good at time conversions like, oh yeah absolutely I, i've <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i've almost got it programmed in my head melbourne is 13 hours ahead of me adelaide is 12 and a half perth right. is 11 so it's like i can't tell you how much i've, I've got to almost have it programmed in my head when it comes to setting up my my chats that i have so it, it's it's what it's fun it, it's a letter of love and i wouldn't i wouldn't change what i've yeah. done and i and i keep doing it and, and i hope that any of your listeners on here uh, fourth and long media on youtube uh, also uh, fourth and long on the all all of the podcasting things give it a listen. We, we do AFL, we do AFLW, and then I do chats. There's, I have a series on YouTube that with Americans and Australian fans. And I'm hoping this year, I have kind of put it out there a little bit this year, my off season. So now January, February are going to be local footy. So I want to talk okay. to people in the sandful, in the quaffle, in the, in the waffle and in, in the VFL to talk with some of the smaller clubs. Cause I want to learn a little bit more about some of those. Like, I love your shout out to the, the local clubs on your podcast. I think that's absolutely fantastic. So I, I wanted to do something, something a little bit similar. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun with that. And I, and I, and I guess when I, when I do those, you know, they don't know about it in advance. So when I send them a link to it, it's, it's, it's in some cases like, who, who the hell is this guy? So I, I've started uh -huh. adjusting the notes that I'm saying. I said, you know, I understand the apprehension of, you know, of clicking on this. I said, but if you look on Apple podcasts mm -hmm. or a podcast host that you listen to, you will find the episode there. So this is, you know, 
this is legitimate. It's not, you know, it's not some, you know, you know, place in India that's, you know, going to empty your bank account like we see mm-hmm. on, <laughs> on YouTube all the time. So darn scammers. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so in your spare time that you have, then you've also got the, uh, the local USAFL club that the roosters, and I'm actually going to be talking to one of the founders of the Minnesota freeze here later on this evening. Uh, so how has the season gone for you with regards to your club? Oh, it, it's as many times with the USAFL, it is always it, every year is an adventure uh, and every year has its twists, its turns, its bumps and its bruises. Um, we, we're just kind of stabilizing right now. Our, our biggest issue, and I think it's the issue with a lot of teams sometimes in our situation, a little bit smaller, it's just numbers. Um, okay. We've been averaging about 14 guys per training, which is pretty good. I mean, for a small market, we've, we've been pretty well. Um wins losses wise if you want to go there i mean i try not to focus on that because (laughs) this really is i'm trying to develop i'm trying to to learn because we've got most we've got all americans we don't have any australians so we don't have the 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 years of experience playing the game so it's like it you're trying to teach guys that have picked up this game two and three years ago the the intricacies of a sport that is such a amalgamation of other sports that they're used to seeing yes so explaining how to come off a con to come off a contest or or a ruck comp to where they could get through the contest and be um on a sprint towards 50 it's not a concept that takes it's very easy to do mm-hmm. so i've been we've been trying to focus a lot on skills but then a lot of contest stuff it's getting used to these guys handling the ball and being able to be tackled and disposing of it so we uh we played a game this weekend against minnesota it was a small-sided game uh it was 12s um which is smaller field so it's a little bit more high scoring but I was very happy with my boys. They, they played really, really well. We got, we got the win over Minnesota. I think it was 91 to 63, I think was the wow. final score. So, uh, but just a good game. Um, Minnesota, I think, again, they're always a good team. Um, I'm interested to see how they travel out West um, like us to California at nationals mm-hmm. this year. Um, I think that'll be the biggest thing for a lot of the East coast and Midwest teams will be is can they, can everybody afford to travel because it's not cheap. Um, right. Right. And, and you're out at a full weekend, you're, you're probably traveling at the latest Friday and you're leaving Monday because the games go both Saturday and Sunday. So right. it'll be fun, but we're, we're at that final stretch. We have one month of trainings left. We, the, the tournament will start October 15th in on in Norco, California, but it calls itself Ontario. Cause that's mm-hmm. the, I think where a lot of the uh, functions are going to be is on Ontario okay. where the the field is in Norco, California, but so we're looking forward to it. Um, I think we'll be strong in Divi four. We're, we're going to try for a premiership, but um, I'm not going to guarantee anything. And my biggest thing is let's win the first game. Then let's win the second game. There you go. If there we have go. a chance in the third game to get to the, to the, to the, to the grand final, we'll, we'll, we'll give our damn distance and see what happens. There you go. Okay. So I guess we need to talk about this other game that's happening this weekend coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I uh, you know, first, first of all, this was a, you know, a tremendous final series. And, you know, if, you know, if you're here in the U.S. and you haven't watched any of these games, go back and look at on your, uh, the DVRs or go back and look at your, your TV provider and go find some of these and uh, just, you know, trust us about the uh, Collingwood and Sydney game. We'll tell you how that one ends. Okay. Uh, 
Donnie's a Sydney supporter, so you know who won that one. Um, but this was a, this was a great final series overall. I mean, there were you know the, there were a couple clunker games. You know the the free metal game when they came to, to when they came to Victoria, the Cats game this past weekend were probably the two only clunkers of the entire mm-hmm. series. And uh, but um, what do you think the keys are for the Swans? And I guess I'll even ask you, what do you think the keys are? You know, should the Cats win? What would their keys be? Uh, I've I've had a lot. I I, I love this because I I'm I'm thinking of, I've been thinking about those all all this weekend um, because I think this is and I I stated it on my podcast. I said these these were the best two teams going into the finals, and these were the best two teams in my opinion that made it to the granny. So I I'm very happy. I thought the finals were absolutely fantastic, as you said. Very few bad games I, I agree with a lot of pundits a lot of people i think this is the best final series i've ever seen and i know i've only seen the finals really all the way since 2009 so i don't have a ton of it like i don't have the 20 30 40 50 years that some of the footy but this has been insane um keys to the game for the swans i think honestly you gotta you gotta take what the pies did and you got to you got to play that pressure, which the Swans are very good at it. So if you can pressure the Geelong defensive backs, if you can if you can pressure in your forward fifty, whether Geelong can handle that pressure is the is the million dollar question. Collingwood really got on them, and if it weren't for some class by Jeremy Cameron and some of the the veterans that is that that are the Cats, I. I that Pies game could have been different if you right, didn't right. have some of the skilled guys yeah. that you have there. Um. Another key I think will be is the, the health issue, the health thing. Um, Sam Reed left the game with an abductor injury, whether he's going to come back because his injury really kind of led for a lot of Swans fans. When he left the game, the game changed. The, the, the pies started getting up. They started getting mm-hmm. through the corridor. They started getting on, on goal. And the defense was under siege for most of that second, for most of that second half. So what's his health wise. And if he can't go, Who's in? Is it Armadi? Is it McLean? Who who comes in and how does does that affect the forward pressure of the Swans from there? And last but not least, can your young can the young Swans step up to grand final pressure? The premier the 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 the, the preliminary final is pressure. Right. The grand final is even bigger because I mean this is the chance to win a flag. This is right. the chance to be the best team in the entire comp. Can these 20, 21, 22, 23 year old Swans who as of we have seen this season have stepped up in a way that I didn't think was going to happen as effectively Chad Warner, Robottom, Goulden, McInerney, Blakey. I could name so many that have stepped up this season that are under 25 years old and are playing like 200 game veterans. So can they handle grand final pressure? Can they handle the moment? Because if they do, I think the Swans have a very, I think the Swans match up really, really well. This is going to be a fantastic game. I I think this is going to be an epic one. I hope it comes down to the final minutes. I know I'll be nervous as I'll get out, but I I, I really hope that happens. Make sure, make when sure it comes your, to the cap. Make sure you pay your Wi-Fi bill just to be on the safe side because, you know, <laughs> you, know you won't be on I'm FS1 good. to watch it. So let's just, you know, you know what that I'll be watching on the watch AFL app. In yes. fact, actually, I'll even say it on here. Ross and I from the, from the fourth and long, will be live streaming our reaction on YouTube. Uh, okay, we always great. do the grand final every great. year. 
Um, I've already got all the, I've already got all the stuff. I'm going to do my, my grand final tradition. I make a, a Aussie meat pies for the grand final specifically. Okay. I've done that the last couple of years and I will continue that tradition again this year. Um, when it comes to Geelong, here's how I see it. Um, danger, danger. Can he step up and have that game that he needs? He, he's been to the grand final once with Adelaide didn't go so well mm-hmm. can he step up and be the man can he step up and, and be that the, the the champion that i think we all know he is he's an incredible player he just needs that flag i mean selwood's got it hawkins has got it can danger get his flag can he step up in the big moment do that how to their defense handle the pressure because the swans the cats know they're going to have to deal with this swans pressure mm-hmm. So how do they handle it? How does Hawkins handle it? How does DeConing handle it? How do these, how does this really solid, very, very, very stout cats defense handle the pressure? If they can get it past those first layers of pressure, that will open up the corridor and the wings to attack. And I mean, the last key is easy. Who and how can Jeremy Cameron change the game? Because if he can get going, yeah. that opens up Hawkins, that opens up Myers, that opens up Stengel. And that becomes a scary proposition for any defense That's, if yeah. Cameron can get loose because that will then make defenders panic, which will then leave one-on-one opportunities for Hawkins, who is one of the best when it comes to leading and marking and kicking goals. Right, right. Stengel has been fantastic this season. Myers had his best game in the preliminary final. Mm-hmm. Can he step up? You've got Brad Close, who is quick as a hiccup. I mean, he, he's, yes, yes. he's going to be a matchup nightmare. I, I'm As a Swans fan, I'm wondering who we're going to put on him because mm-hmm. it, I, I'm not sure if anybody on the Swans has his pace. We'll have to see. And, and then the ultimate one, the former Swan, Gary Rowan, who right. – I mean, going into that game against the Pies, he was the most talked about fifth forward I've ever heard in my life. And <laughs> and this is maybe a little bit of, uh, I was watching Gary when he played for the finals for the Swans and had those one touch games where he right, didn't right. do anything. Right. So when he kind of lost his mind in that preliminary final, I was in, in, that, in that quarterfinal game, I went, thank you. Thank you, Gary, for doing exactly what I thought he could do. Because mm-hmm. he's got the talent, he's got the leaping ability. I mean, the guy can catch marks. He, he crashes packs so well, and his pace when he wants it, he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be an easy day for the Swans defense. I, 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 there will there will be Swans fans that will have nightmares about this forward line because there are not many matchups that I look here and I go, Swans, Swans, Swans are the better. No, I look here and go. It's 50 or it's cats by a little or a lot. Yeah. So, so I look at it like, I look at it like this, this game is going to be deciphered as a whole, the midfield. And I think that the sneaky one is the ruck battle because who's your ruck? Is it Segler? Is it Stanley? Is it Blitzovs? Because Hickey has been playing out of his skin these last few weeks. So that's really going to, I think that's really going to be one of the factors. I think that's really going to test how this game goes, because if the Swans, Warner and Parker and Rowbottom and and that midfield get a majority of the ball, it's going to be a long day for the, for the Geelong defenders. If go ahead. 
I was going to say, and and if I'm not mistaken, Laddams is still not eligible for selection, right? He's still out. Uh, if, if he'd be back, he'd be back this week. But I I, I don't I think see he got him coming suspended in. for three. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah I was, it's either three. It, I think it might even be yeah, it was three. So I don't I I think he would be available. Okay. Hickey's playing well enough. Yeah, he seems fine. There's there's no like I said, the only change that I will see is if Reed is out with that abductor mm-hmm. injury, and my most likely. What I think most likely would be the change would be um, Joel Armadi. He um, played really, really well. I think he played. I think he was one of the VFL, the VFL uh, team of the team of the season. So, mm-hmm. and he's been playing pretty well. And athletic jumps is kind of a role forward when he plays. So that's really the only change I can see. I don't see any other changes. Honestly, I think Braden Campbell will stay as the Medi sub, um, just because he gives you a defender he gives you a forward he can go midfield as well since he's a quick a, a quick ball movement type of player so yeah I, I that's the only move i see i mean do you see any moves for the kid do you see any changes for the cats you think you'll come in no changes uh i just i depending it depends upon uh, max holmes whether or not he's healthy or not because he tweaked something towards the end of the game hamstring yeah um it's uh i don't know who they bring in for him if it's so uh, if it's, you know, Menegola, um, if they bring in Perfect. Parfit to replace him, yeah, I think yeah. those would be the only two options in that situation. Uh, maybe, maybe you bring in O'Connor and you have him, uh, you know, you bring in one of the other guys as, as the sub. I don't know, but I, I, I don't think there's going to be other, any other changes that are made. And I, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, that's, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a very well, the, the reports. The reports that I've seen, Holmes, they got a good scan. So I mm-hmm. think Holmes is still, they're still on the positive side of him playing. I have not heard anything. I I haven't heard anything on Sam Reed at all, which I don't know if that's a good, that's good news that maybe he was just, he felt some tightness. So he pulled him. So he pulled himself off. Right. Or the Swans just, they went, you know what? We're not going to risk you at all because we've got a great, we, we, we in case we play in a grand final. Mm-hmm. then we'll need you. So I'm, I'm hoping no news is good news. And that maybe it was just, it was just a precautionary precautionary thing. Yeah. And he'll still yeah. be able to go because his marking has been probably one of the best on the over overhead marking this season has been one of the best on the team. So his, his loss would be a little devastating um, for the Swans. Okay. So um, I, I, you've sort of answered this question, but I'm going to ask it as a little bit more, uh, direct question here why are the swans going to win oh boy why would the swan i i think it's because for me the, the one positive i took out of it was is that i think the pies really showed that the the, the cats are a little susceptible to pressure what the pies did it is fascinating and outstanding to me that how much they changed this year but they are very dna except for the extreme kind of pushing that they do when it comes to using the corridor a lot of the dna that they they have is what the swans do and i think it gave the cats a lot of trouble because their their defense was so used to being able to get the ball out get it to their midfield and then being able to attack with that dangerous forward line but i i think if you can make it a chaos game to where they have to pick it up and they don't have that intercept mark pushback mm-hmm. have time to make a decision then sometimes they're susceptible and deconing is deconing is young. I mean, 
you've got elite defenders. So it, it's, it's not like it, they're absolutely horrible in pressure, but sometimes pressure can cause you to make mistakes you wouldn't have. So if the Swans can keep up their pressure, get a few turnovers, get a few turnovers up forward and kick some goals, put some scoreboard pressure on a Cats team that this is, I mean, everybody kind of said going to this finals, this is theirs to lose. This is theirs to win. They, they were, they were the, the kings of the, the kings of the jungle going into this. So can you, can you put that added scoreboard pressure and physical pressure on, on the cats? I think if they can do that, they're ripe. My one worry, and as a cats fan, you'll, you'll, you'll grin at this. My one worry is did the swans use so much energy to beat the pies come the fourth quarter? Will they be a little bit gassed? Will, will, will the, will the conditioning be a question? So recovery this week will, will be will be key for the Swans because that was that was a hot game and that yeah. was a hot game the entire game and you could tell that last three minutes so many players were out on their feet I mean it was mm-hmm. all guts and effort yep. in that yeah. one so and it's and it's going to be it's a ground that is about it, it's like twelve hundred square meters larger than the SCG also so there's you know there's that much more ground to cover as well out there. See, if I look at it, it's actually not that big. Like I, I think somebody put out the dimensions and it's actually only seven meter, only seven meters longer and five and a half meters wider. So it's not as big a difference as I think some people made it off to be. Yeah. It's it's just that it's the dimensions because the one pocket um on the camera side, um on the from the main camera that you get for most of them. The right, the right-sided pocket is indented mm-hmm. in a little bit more, so it does. It's a much skinnier pocket than than say the MCG, which is a much more rounded, kind of more squared, rounded, shall we say, pocket. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the misconception is it's not a small ground. It's the same size as the Gabba. Like I, I saw somebody put that out today. That the, the the Swan, the SEG, and the Gabba are actually the same exact dimensions. The different the difference is is just the way it's the way it's structured. There's there's a few indentation differences on the boundaries, but so I, I and plus with the Swans kicking game, sometimes the bigger ground I think actually helps them because it lets them get space and then they can attack gaps into in uh, with their kicking because they've been really really good kicking wise amongst zones like they what they did against melbourne at times this year this last year this year was was insane how pinpoint they were kicking the footy right right yeah i just was looking at uh, i had something yeah the mcg is 17,700 square meters and uh, the scg is 16,500 so like an extra 1200 square meters. I mean, it's, yeah. And, and, and it's 155, uh, the SCG 160 at the MCG and then 141 and 136. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's, yeah. So as it says on there, it says, you know, the average per player square meters to cover it's 460 at the, uh, SCG and 492. It's not a, it's not a yeah. massive thing, but not, it, 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 it's noticeable. Right. They're not playing the following weekend. So I, I think that whatever, you know, you brought up a good point about whether or not they're going to have the, you know, the, the energy to get through another, you know, late push, but since they know they're not playing the next week, I mm-hmm. think, I, I think they're going to be, I think they'll probably be just fine on that. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm one of those. I also look at it too, is, is that sometimes prelims can be very funny because mm-hmm. I, the last five or six years, I've, I've noticed this trend 
friend. And again, I'm not trying to concern cats fans on this. The team that gets the blowout tends to struggle sometimes in the grand final. I don't know what it is. Cause I know one year the Swans played North Melbourne and beat them by 50. And I think it was the doggies won their semi, I think it was 16. Yeah. In 2016, the, the doggies played in like a five, Oh, the one point match against GWS up at GWS uh, or it was five points. It was, it was under 10 and the doggies got the win. So I've, if trends go, um, Swans fans are, are, are smiling a little bit again. I, I mean, trends are, I mean, there's always trend breakers, so I don't know, but it was something that I noticed that the team that gets the blowout sometimes doesn't always play as well on the grand final. And, and that, that, that kind of makes, I mean, I, I'm not certainly not going to dispute that. I think that makes a little bit of sense. So it's, uh, you know, they've, uh, they've, they've coast, they were able to, you know, quite frankly, coast to a win last week. And it's, can they get themselves geared back up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. So what are you, what are you looking at for a final score? What do you, if you, if you had to, if you had to, you know, take, you know, throw a final score up there, what are you thinking? I'll, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give one. I'll give one for each. I, I think. I think if the, swan, if the Swans that, win this one, <laughs> what was that? You don't have to do that. I mean, it's. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm one of those. I'm. I'm as fair as possible. I hate. I hate being the one. I hate being the one-eyed Swans fan. And I, and I've. I've been proud of myself at not being that one-eyed Swans fans that only can see it my team's way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've. I've. I'm as neutral as I can be on a lot of this because I feel like it, it's. It's respectful to all teams involved. And again, I've. I, I communicate with tons of cats fans and I've said, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game because I think this is the best two teams. Um, no matter who wins it, I think either will have deserved it the way they've played at, at the end of the year. Um, I think if the Swans win it, I think it's, I think it's a high scoring game. I'm thinking a 90 85 final. Um, if the Swans win, I think if the cats win, my worry is this, it could be one of those where they, where they blow, where they blow the Swans out. Like I think it's a 30 or 40 point win if, if it is wow, because okay. I, I think if the cats get a hold of the swans and they can't get their pressure going and kick some goals, I think that it could get out of hand because this is not the same cats team that the swans played in round two. It's not, it is a, it is a different cats team. It is a stronger cats team, but you could make the argument. The swans are a different team than what they Absolutely. played in round two Absolutely. as well. And yeah. it's not at the SCG it's the MCG. I, I think it's a 30 point win. I think it's like a, a, one ten, one ten to eighty final score. If if the cats win, I just my worry is that if the cats get going, they are a freight train and they are in, incredibly difficult to stop. Um, if Hawkins can get loose, if Cameron can get loose, it will be it will be a long day for the Swans defenders. Um, so I, I think I think it's going to be a tight. I think it's going to be a tight game. Either team, either team can win. I, I think the Swans' biggest thing is they need to get some tackle pressure quickly they can't let they can't get a two or three goal deficit because if they're forced to try to attack even more it's only going to let stewart and deconing and that and uh Kulajazny, if he plays that ability to intercept mark because right, sometimes right. when this one's push they bomb it in to buddy or they bomb it in to read if he plays or armadi and it's intercept markings i mean that's their favorite thing hey thank you and then it's yeah, right back yeah. down the field so who who are you uh, if you had to if you had to bet a nickel, and I'd, I'm not I'm not saying you had to bet a nickel on on, on who's going to be getting the Norm Smith. Who's it going to be? 
Oh boy, Norm Smith is all. This is a, this is a tricky one because sometimes I sometimes I feel it's a little too much like the Brownlow. That sometimes it's a little more the midfielders. Like if you can if you can rack up some some disposals, you can do this. Um, Swans win. I think it's Chad Warner or it's Luke Parker. Okay. Um, if the Cats win, um, I mean fairy tale fairy tale would be Dangerfield. But um, I like I, I really like um, Tommy Atkins. I think he's been a heck of a player. My, th- my question will be, is his midfield or a blitz ops? Because if okay. you make an impact in that midfield, um, he's 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 the Swiss Army knife of, of the yes, Cats. Yeah. Like, I think every team would love a blitz ops because he can play in the midfield, he can play the rock, yeah. he can play forward, he can play. I mean, literally, you can put him on anywhere in the field and he's he's a matchup nightmare. Um, Dangerfield, Selwood, I mean, would be your obvious ones. Um, Cameron, I think if he get if he gets loose, is is definitely an option too. Okay. Um, so, so, so there's there's so many there's so many. Like I said, I, I if you could give me how the game's gonna go, I could probably yeah. I could probably tip. But those would be those would be my smokies for each team. Okay. Be- so last question before before we wrap up here. Uh, okay. After what we saw this weekend. Does Buddy break out the long sleeve jumper that the sleeves are soaked in the oil? <laughs> oh, I have never, I have never laughed so hard at Brody Maya check at Maya check doing that. And and I've and I've seen, I've seen opponents of his make that. They've looked at the umpire and been like, "Really, you're really gonna let him get it?" Like, and he does it, and like you can see it every quarter time. One of the no, trainers comes Hawkins on. Hawkins does it too. It, yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's, it's almost, it's classic, but see, I, I got to give my check. I'll tip my hat to him. The, 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 the cones to rub uh-huh. his down yes, and wipe yes. it on his jumper. Yeah. I got to give it to him. That was, that was incredible. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I had to laugh at that. I think, you know, I, I mentioned uh, the person I spoke to last evening. I said, I said, you know, it would be really, I said to, to, to bump it up a notch. It would be, you know, the cats player, you know, going out to him, before the first bounce and just pulling off his own jumper and wiping down his arms and then putting his jumper back on. <laughs> oh, it was, it's, it's just, that was too funny. That yeah. was too funny. So tell us again where, where people can find your work so they can check out everything that you're doing. All righty. Um, well, the easy, easiest place to get it, especially if you want to watch video versions is YouTube, um, fourth and long media on YouTube. And then if you want, if you want to look at right? Yeah, four, yep, okay. fourth, yep, fourth and long media. Um, or if you want to just look up my stuff that I've done um, on the fourth and long media channel, there's a playlist called Donnie's disposals and it's all of my chats um, online, fourth and long media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those. Um, I, myself, if you would like to follow me here, my crazy takes on some of this stuff, which I think some people get a kick out of is uh, at coach has 40 on both Instagram, on both Instagram and on Twitter as well. I'm very active on Twitter. So if you want to reach out and chat, say that you met me on here. I would love to chat with you. Cats fan doesn't matter. I'm, as I say to most, I am, I'm the most cordial uh, of people when it comes to the footy chats. I've, <laughs> I remember commiserating with a few Melbourne fans. It almost felt like a, uh, a therapist after yeah. we after we played them I, I remember talking with a few of them and being like i'm trying to talk them off the ledge a little bit because they were like oh we're not we're not gonna we're, there's no way and i'm like calm down i mean it's one game i think you'll be fine so i i try to be as cordial and as respectful as i can on that so but yeah i 
always, always looking for new fans. Um, ton of fun. And then if you want to keep track of my team, uh, uh, the USAFL at DM Roosters Footy is our um, Twitter. And I think Roosters on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Terrific. All right. Well, Donnie, I thank you for taking uh, time out of your Sunday evening and uh, not uh, giving me too much grief about the Browns having, you know, pissed away a game they should have won. But it sounds like the Ravens and the Steelers also lost today. So it makes you feel a little better, right? It makes me feel a little better. Yeah, I just I I yeah, I I cannot stand I cannot stand the I respect the Steelers. I cannot stand the Ravens. I loathe the Ravens. As a yeah, it's, fan. It's, it's it's such the, such the difference when it comes to it the, the moving the moving of teams over here in the yes, states. No, yes. I, I've I've told this to Ross a few times. I said I I I just can't get into the NFL. I, yeah. I just can't. I for me, it's seven on seven with five fat man doing the occasional thing. Like it's it just it does not <laughs> it does not entertain to me when you make defense almost illegal to do. You lose me. It's maybe it's my coaching background. I at least want it to be competitive i want it to be as even as possible i don't want all the rules to where it's offense 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 i, right, I can't right. stand the nba i can't stand the nfl like it, it yeah. is product that i just cannot watch because it you, you've ruined in my opinion you've ruined the game to make it for people with the attention span of a nap no, I, you 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 are there with the nfl and that is where i am quickly well i've i've arrived there with major league baseball Mm-hmm. And because I, I, I'm a much bigger baseball fan than anything else, and I haven't I haven't watched a game in in over two years because I I, I hate what Rob Manfred and the leadership in Major League Baseball have done, and and the big you know, getting rid of the you know banning the shift and you know telling you know the left-handed specialist out of the bullpen they have to pitch to three hitters now, and you know the pitch clock that's fine, okay I can deal with that I, I don't mind having the DH being gone, but you know, rewarding hitters who can't hit the ball the other way just is absolutely ridiculous in my in my mind. No, one hundred one hundred percent understand the pitch. I think the pitch clock is definitely because I mean, when you got a, a regular season game, it's your one hundred and tenth game in the middle of right July August, and yeah, August. Yeah, I don't want to be there for four hours. I mean, let's mm-hmm. let's get this game done. I mean, there's there's too many pitchers that just take forever. Like, yeah, ugh. no that that part I don't I don't mind that. But then and then you get to the Astros. You know that the fact that you know, players like Jose Altuve and you know Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa are not asking me whether or not I want uh, fries with my cheeseburger because they've been banished <laughs> from the game for having cheated. I just, I, that was, that was kind of the, the final, you know, nail in the coffin for me on the game, but Hey, Donnie, man, have a great day. I will not give you any spoilers about the last two games that you have to watch. I haven't watched them, but I did see the scores. Uh, so I will not say a word. I hope everybody comes out of the game healthy this weekend. Me too. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we both, you know, have our, our side that we want to win. And I, I, uh, I liked, I liked your comments. I think you did, you know, you were, you were very fair to, to, to both sides and that's, that is outstanding. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game. And I, I hope that I can convince the people here to check it out because it's on mm-hmm. at a halfway decent hour. No, 11, uh, 12, uh, just after midnight for you yeah. and 1130 here for me. So it's, it, yeah. it's, it is, it is, it is a perfect, it is a perfect time for a lot of the USAFL clubs have team parties. Mm-hmm. So they, they get together at bars and they, and, and it's a, it's a fundraiser for a lot of them. Like right, they, right. they do raffles and stuff like that. So it is one of those when I know when they had the talk about moving the time, um, mm-hmm. 
Brian was very, very vocal. And, and I appreciate that he did that. My worry is, is that, and I, and I, and I had a nice discussion with Cat Oxley, the Melbourne supporter. And, and mm-hmm. I, I said it not because I want it to happen, but because it's just the way it feels. I think it's going to eventually be a twilight slash night grand final. I, I think that they're, they're, they were seduced by the previous two seasons having higher ratings. Mm-hmm. In, in Sydney and and um, in Queensland because it's much more apropos for them to watch it in a prime time right, situation. Right. So I I am really worried that this is going to be the last two thirty game again. I hope I'm wrong because yeah. this is more. This is so much better for for us over here because it's at least at a decent time. Yeah, but 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 I think we also feel, we also have to acknowledge that that we we are not the we are not the final <laughs> arbiter you know we're not the reason why they would be adjusting the times you know it's you know, we we'll have to we'll have to deal with it whatever happens but uh unfortunately brian yeah. barris saw that saw that argument a lot and, and i want and again i 100 i 100 understand the people that the people that said what they said and and whether they came at it completely the way i think brian was trying to express mm-hmm. maybe not and again, I, I love Brian to death. I absolutely love what he does in, in, in his opinion, I think is, is he always has the best for the USAFL in, right, his, right. in his thoughts when he absolutely. does stuff. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, have a great Sunday evening. I appreciate you, you stopping by. Absolutely. No problem, Craig. Keep up the great work. The podcast is fantastic. Thanks, hey, and, thanks. and to all the Cats fans that are listening to this, all good luck to you. All respect to you, no matter who wins. I fist bump to you no matter what. I always I always like to respect the opponents purely and simply because it's footy. We all love footy. I just want to see a great game no matter yep. what. I hate blowouts, grand finals. I think they take away the, the magnitude of the game. So no matter the Cats win, the Swans win, yeah. all, respect, all respect to the Cats. Good luck to both teams. And again, hope it's a fantastic game. Terrific, man. Terrific. Thanks a bunch. And Donnie, thanks so much, man, for sitting down uh, to chat about the grand final. So again, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you'll find everything you need regarding the podcast. All of the links to my socials are there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I believe my LinkedIn is also over there as well. Get yourself on the mailing list so when the new episodes come out, they will be in your inbox within about a minute of when they are released. And ladies and gentlemen, please look out for one another. Check up on your friends Make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. Take them out for a coffee. Make it a good coffee, though. Uh, But just make sure they're okay. And let them know that you're okay. And if you're not, please, please find someone to talk to. And, folks, I can't say enough about the kind words and uh, the likes that you have shared with me uh, during the course of the podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. It's it's humbling. I got a terrific review written yesterday, and I'm... I'm, like I said, I, I, I posted online, I'm humbled by that, and I truly, truly appreciate it. And folks, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later.
This has been episode 205 of Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can find everything about the podcast you need there. Thanks for listening. I do hope you'll share the episode, especially with your Swan supporters and your Cat supporters to, uh, to talk about the grand final. And please consider sharing the podcast, as I said. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. <laughs>